Number one live podcast, the West Coast Pop Block Podcast on Earth. And I gotta say something real quick. Happy belated birthday, hey, hey. Johnny C. Hey. We don't give a fucking. We have we ever rang that bell on here before? Fuck, I don't no. think so. <laughs> birthday. For Johnny's birthday, we're ringing bells. <laughs> so make sure to go on his. Uh, Whatever platform you follow him on and say happy fucking birthday. It's my birthday. You know what, Johnny? You got to throw your Venmo up because what I've seen seen nowadays, what the kids do, mind you, what the fucking kids do when it's their birthday, their graduation, they put their Venmo on the side of their fucking cars. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I promise you. And I'm like, and uh, I feel all I would get is like people asking me for money. Like, yo, send (laughs) me a thousand dollars, you motherfucker. You know what's really popular when they turn 21? Like, oh, buy me a shot. And it says it on there. Yeah, on the way to Vegas. Oh, sure, sure. On 21, buy me a shot. I would say, if I saw that, I would send people money. Yeah, yeah. Time People to cash do. out, man. Time Johnny, to cash out. Johnny C thirteen. So my case. friend's daughter. <laughs> my friend's daughter did that over like eight hundred bucks sent to uh, her. No bed. shit, wow. really. And I'm like, shit, yeah, dude. damn, dude. Yeah, don't even say like. I, I, I think you need to right do right like a girl name or something because I think it would be sure. more easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking yeah, surprise! I yeah. thought about that. How many OnlyFans guy pages are there that are popular? I mean, I bet if you bang dudes, you could have a bunch of fans on OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one rapper I can't remember who it was, but that was making clearing nine mil on his fucking OnlyFans because hell yeah, because that was fucking packing. Get your money. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's the West what Coast pop are we rock. On? Yeah, I was gonna say what number Is are we? Seventy on? or seventy one? Seventy. No, that was 70. just last week. He yeah. was sixty nine. That's that number feels like a month ago. Number 70, that's us number right here. Number 70. And today we have in studio a good friend of, uh, of everyone here, um, Maddie Boy. Maddie Boy Art, uh, this young cat I met quite a few years ago at K-Rock, and he came in and uh, he always talked about just art and, and drawing and, and, and being creative, and, and we've seen him grow to the artist he is now he's not only an artist he's a fashion designer does fashion clothing and he worked at k-rock and did a lot of the uh of flyers or posters i should say for the sound space then he moved on to iheart and does a lot of their stuff and yeah man so welcome maddie boy hey. And also, welcome back, Carl, too. Casual yeah. Carl's hey, hey, it's, it's like it's one, of his, one of his best friends. He's, he's like, like, hey, we, he's yeah, been go, here go. all week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never no, He's one of his best friends, so he asked him to fuck, hey, go with me, bro. You know, Dude, I couldn't do it without him. Hey. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, anyone anyone that knows Matt and knows that, you know, we go way back. And so yeah. he asked me to come with him. I was like, yeah, you know. Part of my story is Carl's story, too. Yeah, sure. So, Matty Boy, yeah, let us know, man. What's your, when did we? 
we meet? Like, do you remember the year you came? It was tw- 2007. 2007? Yeah, because yeah, I got hired at Carol at the same yeah, yeah. exact time that Carl got hired, I got hired. Yeah. So we not- literally had our interview process. We got our first day. We cheated off Ray. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, they- yeah. yeah. No, because I was sitting next to Ray and I was like, I didn't, I wasn't from California. So I didn't really grow up with K-Rog. I didn't know shit about yeah. the station. Like yeah. I just, it was a job I just yeah. kind of stumbled on. Yeah. Matt was more of a hip hop head, if anything. It, it, no, I was, I listened to punk. Okay, and like, okay. I, I just, I yeah. viewed K-Rog as, I hate even saying this at the time I was like more into punk music I was listening to like emo I came from Orange County so you know like Thrice Avenged Sevenfold like shit like that was very popular back then so whenever I'd go to shows at Chain or you know the House of Blues I saw the K-Rock banners like oh this fucking band sold out (laughs) (laughs) but then when I went to go you know to you know I, I, I went to go get the job I was like oh I love Karen. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever we need. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, like I didn't know shit, and so like when we got into the interview process, remember they used to ask you like who's on at nine, who's on at this, and yeah, I was like, DJ, DJ, no fucking clue. And so Ray was sitting next to me. Shout out Ray. But I remember I was like, hey, um. Who's, who's on at nine? <laughs> and then I could see Carl like going like, "Hey, uh, yeah. uh, who is on at nine? And, like yeah. to him too. And then I don't know. I think after it was oh, I, would, I had just turned twenty one. That's when it was. Yeah, I just literally I got the call on my way to Vegas on my twenty first birthday with all my friends in the car, literally on my way. And they were like, "Would you like to come in for an interview?" And I was like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was yeah. working at Party City, like doing nothing with my life. I was just like. Stocking the shelves. By the way, what? How? How awesome of a weekend is that? You're going into Vegas for your 21st birthday, and hey, K Rock just called for an interview. Like, dude, I was stoked. The best part too is that my mom, for years, was leading into the whole like 21st birthday since I was a kid. Like, I was like 12 years old. My mom was like, "We're taking you to Vegas for your birthday. We're gonna do it up big. Like, we're gonna do this whole thing." And so my mom booked a 15 passenger van. Put us all in the van, had it fully loaded with alcohol, had her best friend t- sit in the passenger seat as, like, the co-driver or whatever. She rented, like, no joke, like, seven rooms, and they were all connected. So we just had the fucking doors open, and literally it was just, like, the craziest, like, weekend ever. Like, my mom was, like, reeling in girls in the club. Oh, my grandma, because my grandparents live in Vegas, my grandma worked at a bank. And she had the hookups. So whenever we'd go to visit, she would always get us, like, into places, like restaurants, whatever, right? <laughs> the, Dude, the, the lo- my grandma. grandma the locals yeah. only get treated yeah, way better than yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. My, we got tickets to Blue Man Group, any of that shit, right? And so this weekend, specifically, my grandma, like, you know, g- called in the favors type shit. So oh, yeah. we got into the club with, like, 30 people. Like, no oh, joke. Oh, like, yeah. all my homies got in. Like, we all got walked in the door. It was my 21st birthday. My mom was on the dance floor, like, trying to get girls to come over and like talk to us and like it was like a whole thing and i'll never forget the best part of the whole thing was that when we were leaving the club right we're all like amped up this and that and then my mom is like big gambler right like she loves that shit she's like at the table all day when we're in vegas and like (laughs) literally we all are leaving and like in a stupor it's like three in the morning and we just hear like ah Ah, like all this screaming and yelling like what the fuck is going on we look over it's my mom in the middle like gambling on the roulette table and so all like literally 30 of us like all roll over there and my mom's like that's my son it's his 21st birthday it's his 21st birthday i'll i'll never forget this shit she fucking put all her money like not all her money but like a lot of money on on 21 21. Mm -hmm. and fucking hit it with all of us at the table 
That yeah. shit was insane. Like it yeah. was a, it was like the craziest twenty first birthday like ever. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those like movie type shit. Like all this, it was just stuff. Over and over. Yo, your grandma was a promoter, and your your mom. Yeah, was a my grandma gets yeah. Not only was it like just five of us, there was literally like I'm not kidding you, like thirty of us. She got all of us in the fucking club. It was like Studio. What was the one at MGM? It was like Studio, studio Fifty Four. Yeah, was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was that one. She got us all in because my grandma knew the manager or whatever. By the way, that place is fucking cool. They do the acrobats in the middle. The girls come down in the fucking hoops. It's three. Yeah. Three, four level fucking club. You see the main shit happening on the dance floor, and every single floor you can see down to the fucking middle. Like, that place is cool, man. And they got fire <laughs> shit going on. And by the way, did your mom get you laid that night? Like, did she, did she help you seal the deal on your 21st? Nah. 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 Okay. Could, I don't like like convincing now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, the, the, way, the, the, the yeah. way that the mom played it up, I mean, it sounds like, dude, like, fucking movie shit right there I nah, mean honestly back then like at that age I wasn't really I never was really like that I don't know I was never like out to like hook up with all the girls like I yeah. was just more like with the homies like just having a fun. good time yeah, yeah like you've always known me like I've never yeah. been that guy that's been like lady crazy you know I'm not like this guy no. oh <laughs> shit <laughs> hey, but if you're there right if you're there no, if it's there, fuck, obviously. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on, just make sure, just make sure. No, I'm not going to get the story twisted. Like, I'm, I would never elaborate in that way or say something that wouldn't happen. <laughs> or would you? <laughs> Part of the conspiracy. Uh, yeah. Carl. <laughs> when did the, the love for art start for you? Like, Oh, when I was a kid, dude. Like, I would. I remember being little and just, like, loving Legos. Like, Legos was, like, something that I think every kid should have just because it. I remember as a kid just being really into, like, using my hands and, like, you know, you like, building things. was, like, I would always be the kid. You remember in Gizmo and uh, Gremlins when he made the, like, fucking arrow out of, like, the paper clips and shit? Like, that was me, like, as a kid. Like, I would always be, like, breaking things apart or, like, building things or Legos. And it just kind of blossomed to creativity. My mom always, like, crans like doing encouraging me oh that's great and it looked like shit like obviously but M- she was like, ever Matt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i would always be like building stuff and i would it just blossomed into like a love for art but honestly i was like so lost until i was i hit k-rock like i didn't know what i was doing i didn't even think about art and then i like stumbled into graphic design because i was hanging out with this girl that ended up like she was like hey come with me and we were like smoking weed like smoke I, we were rolling a blunt smoking weed and she was like come with me to this meeting and i was like okay i was like i think i was like 20 it was right before k-rock like maybe like a couple months before and then it ended up being a meeting for her to apply to the art institute and i was like at the time just going to community college like bullshitting like smoking weed like doing stupid shit you know like no doing nothing with my life and then i just kind of hit this thing and then the guy the guy's whole pitch was like oh you do art you like to paint i was like oh yeah here there and he's like have you ever thought about doing graphic design like maybe you could do like t-shirts like t-shirt designs like bands and stuff and i was like yeah yeah, i like music yeah i'm I'm into that and then he kind of just swang it to me as a point of like you know incorporating my likes he was you know he's scamming me he's trying to get me to sign up and take my money you know it was art institute but looking back it was crazy i just completely stumbled on it and then it just i Honestly, didn't really do much with it for a good little chunk because of K-Rock. Oh, like to go back to how we met, we started working at K-Rock. We were, it was like 2007 or so. We were yeah. van drivers. That's yeah. how we met Steve because Steve was in promotions with us. And 
I remember all of us were just like super into music and we all just got to go to concerts and all of that. And then I started getting exposed to like, you know, more and more things as years went on. And I got my degree in simultaneously while working at K-Rock doing promotion shit. And it was literally working all week on schoolwork, doing graphic design and then going to work on the weekends. And we were bullshitting, like going to every fucking show you could think of, like every event, random volleyball tournament, warp tour, like uh, opening for an RV store that we had to set up and do speed. <laughs> yep. You know, it was yep. bullshit. Beach but... volleyball? Did you talk about the beach volleyball tournament? Yeah, dude. Yeah, every yeah, single yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah, the, I was the US like, Open or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Sure. All that like, shit, yeah, dude. Like, every shit. event yeah. we went to, and I worked there for nine years. I was at Carol for nine years, Damn. Steve. And that shit, like... It was rough. That's a long stretch. Dog, yeah. nine you know, years at K Rock doing I was promotions. Team, bro. Yeah, but but I was on the street and Car- we. Yeah. Were, that's how me yeah. and Carl yeah. met. Is we were on the street, so every day we'd be getting to work at random times of the night or day or whatever it was, and then you just created bonds with all of us, and we just yeah. be- ended up becoming friends through either mu- it was majority music. Like everyone that worked there loved music to death, but commonality in music art fashion all that shit we all no, kind yeah. of vibed off of it and you know and it's crazy to think too like i was i was talking to carl about this earlier is that like dude how many people could say like you work somewhere where you're friends with some people like for that long like dog like i was thinking about it was like adrian you Harris, yeah. like we all work together at k-rog like all my good friends like yeah. it's crazy to think that a place like that could well, because you said uh-huh. it, it's not a warehouse job. It's right. not fucking, you know, one of those type construction jobs. And it's that age, too, man. Yeah. When you're fucking at that age and out doing stuff all the oh. time. Especially that job puts you in the position to be going to fun stuff, too. All, all together. Time. Having experiences, making memories, like, all together. Like, you know, like, of course. Yeah, so you yeah. remember yeah. Uh, you yeah. remember each other, and it's a fun one. Not like, oh, fuck, I had to wake yeah. up at 5 a.m. Yeah. No, nah, there were some people on the no, crew no, that sure. you would be like, I'd be like, God damn it, Steve. Why'd you like, stick fuck, me with them? But yeah. Steve. He would always stick me yeah. with everyone because he knew he was like, man, he's chill. Like he'll be cool yeah. with whoever. Like, we, but nonetheless, though, I mean, like we were we were getting paid to hang out. Really, like we go yeah. we go to concerts. Like sure. we yes. go to raves. Like you know, so as, as much as, as as much as this person's a shit, like you know, we're doing we're doing some dope shit. So it's like not like what, what can we be mad about at the end of the day. Oh, I at the, at moments I was definitely mad. I, I yeah. didn't. I did not. I found, I, did. I found things. Don't you worry. <laughs> no, I just I I just was always like bummed out that i had to sit there and like at a tent and like promote something and i was just like this isn't me like it's not sure. who i am you know like to go back to it i was a creative i should i in the end i should have been the person like helping create and be a positive influence on the station rather well, than being you, a personality you became that you know what i'm yeah. saying you yeah. became that I and did. that's and and that was just the opening uh, the opening of the door for you. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I remember, like, you guys were all fucking talking about doing an art show. I had to do an art show, an art show. And then I finally was like, I, called, I hit my boy G up, uh, Jerry Rigged, and I was like, yo, dog, let me use your fucking space here to do an art show. Oh, yeah, we did at G's uh, warehouse, warehouse, the first and one, And I yeah. fucking went over and I went, hey, Matt, this is the fucking date. I'm sick and tired of hearing you guys fucking talk yeah. about mm-hmm. wanting to do something. Yeah. yeah. So here... And then you guys fucking blew it out of the water, dude. Everybody yeah. fucking loved it. Was that and the first thing you put together because you were tired of hearing somebody talk about it? It probably yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. That because was the first that was one. a that was a se- we did a lot of art shows because then we did all of them at Slide Bar too. Slide Bar. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? that was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. 
Right? No, it was like 11. Yeah. Okay. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Josh and Ramon for letting us go yeah. over there. Sidebar was always yeah. very good to us. fucking bomb, dude. They so took good care of to us. us. Yeah. We did fucking show after show. Yeah. It was dope. And then we did the, the, the uh, comedy shows. Because yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, I did the flyer for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of your fucking good friend, Ray. Yeah, because of Ray, you, he, that was one thing that Steve always did. He always pushed us, and it was kind of like we always were like, oh, we should do this or do that. And everyone had different talents at K-Rock, like whether yeah. it be being funny or art or music or managing or any of that stuff. And it was it was a good place for that. It was, a, it was like an incubator to, like, push people. And now, like, you look at it like – you know, everyone ended up breaking off and doing random shit, you know, I think working you, in different. When you work at that kind of job, too, you see the different ways that people are able to make money. Yeah. You know, when you're yeah. exposed yeah. to like, this person doesn't have a real job. They do this. And it's like, well, I didn't even know that was a job. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that dude's a multimillionaire by doing it. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. And you see all these little things. It's like, well, I have a thing that I could do. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to no, do, and, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. And and that's funny because what you're saying right there was something for me is I didn't know what graphic design was. I always loved album covers and like you would get an album just because of the cover. You know, yeah. you didn't understand there was a graphic designer that right. designed it or or like a band shirt that you were at the show and you're like, dude, that fucking shirt's tight. Or like you see Misfits logo over and over or any of these logos over and over. There was a graphic designer that did yeah. that in the beginning that you had no idea about. And so that's something for me is that I was at working at K-Rock. I got to see all the different things that graphic designers got to do. And ultimately, I got to do it in the end. So. At, it, towards it, so I worked in promotions all the way through yeah. for probably five years before I even got the chance to do anything. Then slowly they just started. Chuck started giving yeah, me jobs. Ch- shout out Chuck. He started giving me things and pushing me and teaching me a lot of stuff. And then he left. Adrian took over. And then that's where I really blossomed. And Adrian just me and him were tag team. And then I ended up being involved with doing uh, you know the logo for Weenie Roast to the stage for weenie stage design for weenie rose to the merch for weenie rose to the passes everyone was wearing to all that we i was doing all the graphic design for everything all the posters there was a mo- one of the coolest moments for me was designing the poster for weenie rose that had the logo that i designed and i got to go around and go to each one of the bands uh backstage like they had their trailers or whatnot right and every event they would always make a poster that would get signed and then b- get put up on the yeah. wall at k-rock and it was something that I got to look at for years, right? You're yeah. just like, one day I want to design that poster or whatever that's on the wall. I sure enough did. And guess who got to have all the artists sign them and had weird interactions with each one of the artists. Like, I remember walking into Billy Corgan's dressing room one time. And it was literally like, you get to get Billy Corgan. He's, he has two minutes available. You got to walk in, you know, get it, get it signed and then get out, right? It was like a weird moment where just you walk in, I have the poster of like all like geeked out. And then you look over and it's just Billy Corgan like in the corner, like curled up with his guitar, like practicing and just like he looks at you and he's like, I'm like, um, can you sign this please? And he's just like, okay. And he just like puts down his guitar, signs it. And then I walk out. Okay. It's just like weird <laughs> shit like that, you know? And then like go into the next room and it's back. And then he strikes up com- weird random conversation with you. And, you know, and then at the end I get to put the, I got to put the poster on the wall and I was like, hell yeah. Like every day you walk by that shit and K rock. Like I remember even Adrian just uh, two days ago, he sent me a picture of a surfboard that we got to design that same thing. Had my logo and all the band signatures and, that shit was on the wall for years after that, like walking by, you know, and like 
people normally are don't give a shit. Like they just walk by like, oh look at poster or whatever sure. but for me it was like a big thing absolutely like, yeah it's your poster that's you know? dude and then it, you, you know, created it, that and it, it's it, there it, it, forever yeah and it progressed and then i remember i'll never forget I'll, i was sitting there and aisa would always say go out and sit in the crowd and take in that we produce this event and look at your art on the fucking stage and all this shit and i'll never forget i went out and it was during muse headlining the scrims these fucking huge banners that I stressed over designing. I didn't know the file type or any of that shit. And these, these banners are like the sides of a building, you know, like it was kind of stressful for me, but I remember sitting there watching Muse and seeing my logo like that I designed. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is tight. Like that band is up there that I've been listening to for years. And then you see the scrim up there, you know, and like, no one knows. No one cares. My mom did, you know, she was all there like, (laughs) my son did that. And they're like, all right, lady, whatever. Talking (laughs) to girls. Hey, girls, my son did that. Yeah. Yeah. On his twenty first birthday. Hell yeah. <laughs> you should have been there. That's so fucking dope, man. Just to kind of get your art, first of all, to get a job, to get the opportunity, to get your stuff on a super popular radio show and you're doing all their live events, everyone. And this is before obviously the age of uh Social media where people are taking pictures because people were taking pictures with, dis- yeah. with disposable yeah. cameras, yeah. and you know, seeing some of these calendars with some of the like the the clippings of people taking pictures of live events. I mean, I have a bunch all you know. I have I'm sure hundreds of pictures with all your artwork, <laughs> and it's cool to know that like fuck, yeah. I'm getting to talk to the guy who who does that in me. Yeah. That just gives me more strive to keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, I started like even before we started the show, we talked about how I got into artwork and. Steve's been gracious enough or just he can't find anyone else, but he's given me <laughs> the opportunity to design some stuff. And, man, to see my stuff on the side of uh, on some digital billboard. Yeah. Oh, number one, a, a roaming vehicle with a, with a digital banner like in yeah. fucking Vegas. Uh, fucking dope. And then on the side of uh, Santa Anita, there's this giant billboard. I got to design some stuff to see that shit pop up. Yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. People you know, are driving by watching my shit. You know what it is for me? It's seeing the passion that everyone has for that individual thing you know what i'm saying and for me to be able to live my dream to be on the number one station in the world and fucking like live it i like live my dream and why can't you live yours yeah you know what i mean so and if i can help in any way why not that's why we did the art show that's why we did the comedy shows that's why mario does that because i know he loves wrestling so he does the wrestling poster for reach a lot of rumble and it's like you know, it brings him joy, and he gets to see who's going to be there. And, and again, man, that that's one thing I think that we're missing as as just people in general, bro. We're too busy thinking just of ourselves, which you should. You should think of yourself, but also having the opportunity and seizing the opportunity to help others yeah, on the uh, way. 100%. And especially if you can. Like we always say, if you can, you should, bro. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? If we all did that little bit more this place would be fucking awesome. We'd have a lot more Matty boys. We'd have a lot yeah. more, you know, whoever, whoever is, is succeeding out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We need to fucking celebrate success in, whether it's with our own success or someone else's dude. And, the, and I think that's what we lack a lot of is celebrating others success. Yeah. You know, because it's only going to breed more success, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're, we're here for a certain reason. Like everyone's yeah. here for somebody else that helped them out along the way or whatever. Yeah. Like I would be nowhere. The reason why I even met Steve was a chance happening that the guy was literally remodeling my mom's bathroom that was connected. The guy heard me playing my records every day. I had a vinyl player and I would be painting. And he was like, by the end of him remodeling it, he was like, why the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, you have the weirdest 
like taste in music like you're very knowledgeable like have you thought about working in music like what the fuck are you doing working at party city and you literally his sister was someone at live nation like a higher up that ended up getting me the job back here literally just that chance happening and then That's people took works, a chance man. on me and then steve takes a chance on me and then all these people you know like you and then chuck you- reached out and helped you yeah you know? chuck adrian yeah. aisa all these people down the road it's just like everyone you know you have to take chances on certain people and you know like- and, and all those people the same people that that you know helped me along the way as well you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and-, and also those people's those people in those positions also are not just handing out opportunities and bullshit willy-nilly no, you know what I they mean. They saw something in right. Exactly. Right. You know, there's, there's, those people are in those positions because the people they pick turn out good. You know what I mean? They don't, yeah, they yeah. don't, they don't yeah. give chances to assholes yeah. over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? a certain sense of like playing the political game too. You know, that's all. You know, that's a skill. Look at politics is a skill. Don't be mad because I'm fucking politicking. One, yeah. one, one thing one thing I have learned that it's so stupid, but it's not what you know, it's who you know, dude. It's, it's, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because okay, you yeah. can know them all you want. Yeah. That's true, yeah. It's yeah. who knows you. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as you start, because yeah. for all this shit, from the bottom to the top, is just people wanting to do shit with their friends. Yeah. That's yeah. All, like that. People yeah. want to make yeah, music with their friends. Yeah. They want to make movies and TV and all this shit. They want to do shit with their friends, man. And so it's like... You better be fucking friends. You know? <laughs> get some good ass friends. Yo, get some friends, well, I man. Mean, I mean, I, I remember, you know, when we first met, you know, it, it, we met back in 06. But I think it took, it took about a year after us working at K-Rock that we, like, ended up fucking, like, being, being homie homies. But, yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, he's just, he, he was always just kind of a trendsetter. You know, he's always putting people on the shit and, like, yo, check this shit out. I mean, the dude put me on it so much. But, you know, I just... um yeah, I just I just remember him just being that kind of person where it was like you know just always putting people on to shit left and right and that's the best feeling in the world. You know, hey, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I, yeah, like I've always been that person yeah, that yeah. just kind of like sought out shit, like yeah. creativity yeah. in any way I was like attracted to, and I would always just want to share. Like same thing with like what Steve's saying, you know, like you bring up your homies, like you help people out. Like I feel like I'm always helping people out by putting people onto shit and yeah, you sure, know, and, and seeing seeing like talent. I'm always I've always just been like. I don't know. I just had I just had that ear. Like I've always sought out like a sound or a certain like something in a band, and I've been like, "Yo, you should check this out. Like this is dope." Yeah, like, you to this day, you always sending me shit. Hell bro. Yeah. always. And I love that shit. I love. I'm like big on my playlist. Like I make a playlist every month, and I always like I send it out to my friends whether or not they want to hear it or not. <laughs> but I still do. And every here's my playlist. Listen. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get those. Hey, we, time. we better yeah. be on your playlist, bro. Now, yeah. 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 Well, let's find out because. We actually do have a caller. We'll find what? out what kind of playlist oh, they got. Damn. Caller, you're on the West Coast. Yo, what's up, man? This is the White Widow from the East Coast. The what White up? Widow from the East Coast. I got a question for you guys, bro. You guys are K-Rock dudes. You ever had any motherfucker superstar come in and say they want just the Red M&M's? They want oh, just like random right yeah. No, you know like what? Like in the green room, some crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, the, I think the craziest thing was uh, Jack White uh, has his own recipe for guacamole. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. So they, I think that was the craziest thing. And then I, uh, like, you know, not only do I want guacamole, man. I want it. I want it like this. Like, yes. don't you bring, I don't care no. what city I'm in. I don't care. I want to hear nothing. You make it like this. They're right. And, and I'll tell you one thing about K-Rock. Uh, at the time, I mean, we were the fucking shit. So we told you what we were going to give you. We didn't fucking sure, yeah, you I'm were telling us you no. were, yeah, yeah yeah I mean there were special shit like I think the most that we did was um, do like vegan oh. or vegetarian shit for guys because you know they, they don't want to eat that you know yeah. what I mean but yeah, like you're not having chicken yeah, wings from Moby I'll tell you right now like Aisa and, and Chuck Adrian everyone on the ups so were like nah we're telling you you ain't telling us what you want but then you know you get to those big boys like Lincoln Park you know and stuff like yeah. that like they wanted like. Still simple stuff like we don't want to eat on paper. We want to eat on plates. You know what I mean? Sure. Just stuff like that. Yeah, but nothing was like, crazy. Give me a plate. And yeah. like a human. It was more like alcohol, like what oh, a specific yeah. kind of alcohol they would want. That would always be the headache because because yeah. I used to work with Aisa when we did the stuff for weenie roast and all that. Yeah, but, you have to go find this shit. Yeah. That was annoying. They'd want like a specific like whiskey or a tequila, and you'd have to go to like a weird like liquor store in LA, sure. and, like only have two bottles or whatever. <laughs> that was the weirdest, probably. But and they probably never even drink the shit either. You no, just half it. the food they don't yeah. even eat. That's, That's not what it's about. No. It's about yeah. being taken care yeah. of. Yeah, dude, no, yeah. after this is the crazy part. Everyone wanted to work them shits, whatever was sound space or whatever. <laughs> like Steve, throw me on there because yeah. afterwards they would go into the fucking green room and eat <laughs> like everything. <laughs> Oh, Everything like vultures. <laughs> They're like, God damn, these bands are fucking hungry every time they come here. <laughs> I hope they don't eat them chips. Yeah. <laughs> it was you guys eating on the way over here? Or? Yeah, whatever it was, dude, it was fucking going to be gone as soon as like the bands were going. We're like, where's everyone now? Are we supposed to be loading out? No, these people are eating everything, bro. But that's part of the perks, man. That's part of the perks there. You don't got to waste anyway. I would come home with like dope bottles of like wine or like champagne, tequila because of the sponsors or whatever. So much shit. You come home with so much fucking shit. Coachella, dude. Coachella was the best. There were times when we would fucking fill up like tequila bottles with water, dude. Because we fucked them up the night the night before. Yeah. And, the you know, they're like, oh, was there any bottles? Oh, yeah, there's one right there. Well, Full of fucking water, dude. Well, no, you're not telling the story right. So we would stay at the house that K-Rock would host, like, the listening yeah, parties party for. House, yeah. So, like, every year at K-Rock, or for, at Coachella, the K-Rock would have the house, and they'd bring the bands over during the day. They would have a fully socked bar that sponsored. was hosted or sponsored yeah. by a certain brand. And so the, the bar would have, like, top-shelf tequila that they would bring out if a good band yeah. would come, right? And that's where Steve would say, at night, when everyone would leave, who was staying at the house? The promo crew was. Yeah. So we would go and raid that shit. We'd certain be popping promo, Heineken. Oh, yeah, whatever. Certain, certain guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Veteran. The guys yeah, the that you know. Guys. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. You can't have the fucking new hey, kids. Man, there's, a, there's, there's the totem pole. There's a totem pole. And it didn't include you. That's where politics would come into yeah. play. <laughs> but you know what? We knew. It's like, you know, but you also have to understand the politics is this. You've been there for a while now. You've paid your dues. You've done the grunt work, all right? I was there nine a new years. Guy, a, a new guy comes up and he's at the house. You're gonna be like, "Whoa, what about me?" Yo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, like, man, <laughs> this is your first Coachella, like. Sit and back. plus, yeah. and also, you know, the rules are the rules. 
except for the people they're not the rules for. You know, yeah, like, that, ha- that happens yeah, too. Rules you know for me, mean? not like, for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that happens yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do flip minis and you get fired for not unloading a car. <laughs> what right. funny thing it was because of me. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. I got fired. <laughs> you didn't tell the rest of the story last time. The reason why Carl got fired is because he was actually doing me a favor and he didn't have time to unload the rig and sure enough I was but he didn't get fired for flipping a fucking mini that was me I didn't know that that's like when you go to jail for some shit you didn't do and you're like ah but I didn't get caught for a bunch of other shit you know like it's like it all all evens out eventually but you know I I used to always say like what are they gonna do fire me (laughs) (laughs) nah dog it was hard (laughs) to get fired but you know no hard feelings you know I got nothing but love for those you know what me and Chuck were talking not too long ago he was out here visiting and we were hanging out and he's like you know what you need to do on the podcast have a mixture of people and just tell all the dirt I everything i do yeah. i do Ooh. want to do that because yeah. you, you know gotta get them from different eras no though. no for sure that's what we're talking we're trying to figure out who it is mm. so chuck i think we're gonna have to end up doing that because there's a lot of cool stories already right now Hell and yeah. that's how we met johnny so he's a part yeah. of it you know mario too like that's how he you know what yeah. i mean it's all yeah. ties into one thing so that's why we mario. keep bringing it up because it literally is so many it's it, k-rock and the everything we did is so intertwined with oh, like yeah. everything like yeah. i literally remember i designed the michelotto rumbo logo while i was working at k-rock simultaneously working on the weenie roast or whatever stuff and steve would be coming over to my desk like hey can you design this for whatever and we literally did the first michelotto rumbo at k-rock like planned everything there and then it all revolved around that and kept growing and growing and growing so many things blossomed out of it you have to do that you have to bring people on yeah we have to bring a couple of different people with different eras and uh, yeah, dude, it's yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. There's so many good stories. Just like what he said with like, have you ever, was there anyone with red M and M's like writer stories or just yeah. things that happen? Because I'm or... sure there's stuff that we don't remember that someone's yeah. like, yeah. oh no, yeah. I remember. And this they're asshole. like, you don't yeah. remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 when yeah. the guy did the thing, and yeah. they have a fucking yeah. incredible story that yeah. you you're like, oh yeah. yeah. Because you know what? When <laughs> you go happen. back, when you go back to any of these kind of even like documentaries or anything like that, it's always like the disc jockeys or the bands or the higher ups. Right. But where the shit happens. Right. Is on that promo crew, man. Yeah, no. Cuz yeah. you know, those guys are the they're the they're the front line, bro. Yeah. They're they're out there and they're doing crazy shit and we're trying to get away with shit cuz you know, it is, you know. It's yeah. like what am I? Yeah, cuz we're, we're you know, we're at the the ground level. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't name any names, but I remember someone working at Carol getting their dick sucked for a sticker. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what, oh, was that? I, what? I, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Now, We're was not that, saying names, but. <laughs> was that his design, though, at least? No, I think this is like, it's like early on. Yeah. So this might have been. You know, this is like in pre, first like yeah. two, three years. Oh, it was like one of the, one of the OG. Like, how they got stickers? I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, hope let's they be they honest. She didn't want a sticker. She wanted a sticker. Let's be honest here. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I've always told people if someone says like if that sentence like I'll suck your dick for a sticker, like that sentence ended after dick. Like they just want to suck. Like <laughs> yeah. you could give them a sticker, yeah, but like your yeah. dick gets sucked. Actually, yeah. actually, you know what? I don't have a sticker. It's like it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Because people, girls will try that at a tattoo shop all the time. Like, oh, if I suck your dick, you know, you give me free stuff. No, like, well, you, give me a, you give me a discount. No. no, and it's like they pay; they'll pay full price, give me a tip, and I still get my dick. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, there you go, White Widow. Are you? I see you still on there. Did you get your answer? Oh, man, I'm, I'm like I'm like a fucking widow on the wall listening to all this fucking. <laughs> 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 Yo, but thank you for the, the taking my call. Yo, Johnny C, man, happy birthday, bro. Thank Greatest you very much. I appreciate it. World, bro. Hell Love yeah. You. Thank you. You. I thought I was talking over him the whole time trying to give us props, and I'm fucking talking over him like an asshole. Hey, he was waiting. He was in a way. Hey, he he wanted to hear what you had to say. I didn't even know he was still on. Yeah, he said, no, I, I had a feeling I thought I had heard him. No, like, I, like, yeah. like, like, like a little spider in the corner of the room. Yeah. yeah. That's our boy all the way from the East Coast. You. Jersey. Hey, nice. D-Rotten. D-Rotten from Wild the Widow. Podcast, you gotta check him out too, guys. Everybody, check him out as well. He's and, a dope ass dude. And we want to thank everyone who's been logging in, chatting it up. We see everyone on the chats now. Uh, Mike Grito, yeah. shout out to them. I see Oscar on. He's asking any stories about Rob. <laughs> Rob? Rob, nah, nah bro. Damn. Like uh, who? Rob Castellon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I mean, I hate to say it, Rob. I'm sorry, bro. But like, yeah, Rob wasn't too. He didn't do anything crazy. He wasn't. He wasn't that guy. Like yeah. he was just like yeah. Rob's Rob. He's just oh, gonna so, hey, he was, nah, he doing his job. You just showed up to work on time. He was with us at Justice. He came with us at Justice. He would come out and party. No, no, he was partying, but he's not... He's not that guy that's gonna like go crazy or do something yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, but he's so gonna be he, in the corner like he, laughing at everyone that yeah, does yeah. stupid shit though. Yeah. He, he, he started there. he started on the promo team, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. eventually ended up on sales. Yeah. So when I got hired on, he was already doing sales, sales already at yeah. that point in like no, he was honestly fucking he's he tight as fuck, like super rad. Yeah. I remember being like I remember uh him being one of the rad like sales guys and some of the sales accounts were just too cool for school. Of fucking, course. They knew they made more money than us. But Rob well Rob, yeah, he came from where we're at. Of course. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't be cooler than us, bro. You yeah, are I one forgot, of us. I forgot all about you, but I don't yeah. even remember your But yeah, you, you, know, you guys had him on early on, right? Yeah, he has a record label now. Well, he, I mean, he, the record label, he has a wiretap. Yeah. Um, that's, he's had that for a minute, you know. And then now he has Migrito, uh, him and Oscar, who's uh, up there in the chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, they're doing it, man. They're doing their thing, bro. And uh, He was you know, working with me at iHeart for a little bit. Yeah, he, go, he was over there for a bit. But yeah, Rob, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Dude. There's so many people and so many different little stories and everyone fits in that little, like, you know, yeah. they're a puzzle piece. Yeah. And it's just, and that's K-Rock, dude. It's and crazy. And now everyone's yeah. just kind of branched off and like is everywhere, like all yeah. doing all, like he literally has a, you know, he does his whole Music, record yeah. label shit. And then you get Adrian working Golden Voice, yeah. right? you and Mitchell Rumble, like everyone kind of broke off. And no, did no, all no. Sorts Me at the West shit. Coast Pop Lock podcast. Ooh. Every Tuesday night at eight, podcasting the number one live podcast. Yeah, you guys split up like a laonda and fucking went and started up your own <laughs> show. You know what I mean? But they didn't kill it; they just fucking made it stronger. Well, was I gonna have to get stabbed though? <laughs> <laughs> then after like doing just the painting art, you started getting into like clothing, bro. And you're always killing it, doing some crazy shit. I'm gonna be honest; I don't know if you started some of the shit or whatever, but. I always see your shit first, and then I see copycatters. <laughs> and I've told you that a couple of times. Like, yo, someone's doing your shit now. In my opinion, that's how I see it. Yeah. Maybe because you're my boy and because I'm following you, so I see no, your shit first. I, I think it just goes back to me, you know, like how he was saying earlier, like, Matt, Maddie's always, like, in the know or in the now. Like, I'm just always, like, so I'm, – I'm so addicted. I have an addictive personality, obsessive personality. So, like, when I get into something, you're I, like, in it. research the shit out of it and I know <laughs> all about it. Like, I was telling somebody, I can't remember, but, like, it's this thing w- with, like, people wearing band shirts that they know nothing about, sure. you know? Like, you're, like – 
I'm going to wear something, I'm going to know all about it. So, like, I'm kind of always just been in on the trend. So I'm like, I see something coming or, like, I like something and I'm just like, okay, that's going to get big. And so I'll start fucking with it or I'll start, like, messing around with it or whatever. Like, because I remember when we were at, at K-Rock, like, I got, re- I got really into tie-dyeing. And this was, like, right before the wave, like, when uh-huh. tie-dyeing got really popular. And we started doing it at ago. Coachella. And yeah. we were doing it at Coachella, like, at the K-Rock house. And, and that was 12 years ago or whatever yeah. now at this point. But I don't know. It's, I don't, not that I'm, like, trend-setting by any means. I'm just – I'm so obsessive with shit that I'm, like, I'm so in it. And I see every little – that's the same thing with music. Like, everyone's like, how do you find this band? I'm like – because I just – I'm digitally digging through the crates, like, always. Like, I'm always looking for shit. I'm always, like – I'm looking – like, every day I'm not one to, like, re-listen to music a lot. There's just some, some stuff I do. But every day I'm like, new shit, new shit, new shit, new shit. Like, I'm always in on – New stuff. I will say th- three artists that you should check out right now that are coming up and they have concerts that are this weekend. One is Coda. If you're into hip hop, like underground hip hop, mm-hmm. Coda the friend. You should check Magic him out. Now. Sick, sick underground hip hop, like dope. Like he's in the new school, but he's got like a dope flow to him. And then uh, this other band I'm fucking obsessed with, Turnstile. If you're a Turnstile, it's an amazing band. You got to check them out. But they're another band that is playing this weekend that's super dope but just stuff like that like i just have always been into new new stuff seeing the trends that are coming along and i've just always been obsessed with sneakers and like all that shit like that's one thing that me and steve always would always talk about we always were into hats like wearing our hats our fitteds or whatever and i remember when me and steve first met we were really into fitteds yeah and then fitteds were out and the snapbacks were in and then those were out and then the camps were in it was just i was always like staying in the now of all that stuff and then you know even at k-rock like whatever the new hat that was in i would be like hey we should make this uh, hat and because i wanted to wear or whatever you know and i was always like doing the designs for the shirts because i wanted to wear like a hit on the you know a chest hit on the left i don't want it in the fucking middle or whatever whatever was popular whatever i thought was cool i would be like yo this looks dope or like i knew like you know like certain things look better on certain people or whatever like i don't know i just i've always just been super into that stuff and fashion has always been like a huge thing with me is that it goes hand in hand like many people don't realize but like art fashion like all this shit is all like one and the same like creative in general but yeah, I just got super into like clothes and sh- honestly, I think my fashion came mainly from music. So like I was always into like punk music when I was a kid. So I dressed like that and I was always loving like punk art and flyers and shit like that. And so I would always be into collecting shirts because as a young age, I started going to concerts. I would lie to my mom and tell her that I was going to like some concert in Anaheim, but I was going to like a punk show to see like F minus at the Knitting Factory or something something like that or like rancid or these like gutter punk stuff and i would be like looking at how they're dressing and like greasers and all this stuff and over the years i literally went through every single phase you could think of like i greased my hair at one point i love necromantics and then i got really into punk and i had my hair and i shaved my head into a a mohawk and i was like all about hellcat records and rancid and all that shit you know and so it just over the years i just was obsessive over all these little things and just obsessed obsessed and then it just kind of like over the years i would just grab little things like oh i liked this about the hip-hop community or i like this about the punk community and right you get in absorb everything take what you want and then move on to the next thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i never really belonged either i was at punk shows wearing like public enemy shirts you know or like hieroglyphic shirts and then i was at 
underground hip hop stuff wearing rancid or you know like dropkick murphy shirts like i just never fit in like i was always kind of like off a little bit and i think that was one thing that my mom always said she was like you're always weird like you just didn't like what everyone else like you just did your own thing and then everyone would just copy you like i remember i had this hat i loved looney tunes and i got this tasmanian devil hat from the looney tunes store right literally sure enough after like maybe like two weeks four of my friends had the exact same hat it was always just like that like sure i don't know i just it was never something i consciously like thought about until i got older and then i started realizing i was like oh like i do certain things that people like catch on to and i don't even really like think about it i guess i'm aware of like pop culture and like what's popular but i don't necessarily like feed like i don't know does that make sense yeah yeah i mean you're here on the west coast pop lock podcast (laughs) so you must know what's cracking yeah up and coming up and coming (laughs) you're a trendsetter bro yeah who knows who's gonna be sitting there next you know what i mean but yeah let's check out some of the uh some of your clothing i know it's on your instagram oh yeah maddie boy art so now with my clothing i got so into like you know i was i I was doing graphic design and i i got into like you know clothes and stuff but i got to the point where i was like I don't want to just get what everyone else can get. I want to, like, start making new shit. And so I started remixing things, and I started upcycling. I really like to take old stuff and make it new again. And then some people are like, wait, that's old shirt that you, like, made? It looks brand new or whatever. I'll take, like, old dingy shirts, and I'll tie-dye them, or I'll refresh them a little bit. And then um, I, you know... Make it new again. There's one of the art pieces so, right here. So you did the oh new, yeah. So the new logo. For... Yeah, to go back around because I I, go, I ramble and I go into different places. So I went from K Rock and I jumped ship and I went to the competitor and now I work at iHeartRadio, um, iHeartMedia technically, but iHeartRadio all the clusters. So like LA stations like um, Alt ninety eight seven and like uh, Real. Like big boy, so I do a lot. Cruise. I do, I do mainly, yeah, exactly. So I do mainly uh, real and then uh, alt stuff because my style is very like kind of both. I think yeah. like I'm both hip hop and like alt, so I kind of like do really well with those looks. And so a lot of the stuff now that I do is um, like for Booker and Striker. I just did their whole rebranding for their show, which is funny because another full circle moment that I won't go on another tangent about. But you just never know who you're going to end up working with later sure. down the road and you never want to burn your bridges because i worked with booker booker and striker at my last job for years you know and then now full circle they got them to come over to alt now and they launched their new show and so they come to me and they're like we want you to help us rebrand the whole look for this um new show that we're doing in the afternoons so they wanted to, it wanted to be all afternoons so i have to come up with the task of taking all the elements so they're like okay we want it to look fun and you know energetic in california and also you know we don't really want it to look too all but we want it to look friendly so they give me all these like buzzwords right yeah. it's almost like i get all the puzzle pieces and then i have to like kind of like solve the they tell you what they want what this is what we want to feel yeah and then you have they're to, like, like we want it to that. pop yeah, That's their favorite yeah, yeah. pop. I'm like, what we the fuck is pop? Organic. <laughs> we want it to pop. be organic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have all these words that everyone uses nowadays, yeah. but I have to like kind of solve it as like authentic a riddle. Too, right? you know? Yeah, authentic. Like, we want to be authentic. Yeah, authentic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Authentic to who we are, you know. So yeah, California. You better I put a burrito to... on there if it's California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to reflect the California lifestyle. So you know, I this is obviously round eleven of revisions, but sure. ultimately this, this is, is what we came up to. But I have to, you know, this was a project i worked on for 
uh, you know, like to, uh, almost a month. And it just, you know, evolves slowly and, and like stuff like that is um, remixing. So like I like taking like vintage shirts. I'm really into vintage clothing and then reworking it. So the middle part is a vintage Marvel shirt and then the outside is tied like bleached and then I tie dye. And then I sew like the arms are from a K Rock shirt that I designed that I chopped the arms off and then re sew. So I taught myself how to sew. Going back to like being a kid and like wanting to learn and being obsessive over everything, I taught myself how to sew. I taught myself how to tie dye. I taught myself how to walk. Like I, ta- I just taught myself everything. Sure. Like slowly because I want to learn. How- like we were talking earlier about printing shirts, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I want to learn how to print shirts. I don't want to just be like, hey, yeah, I print my shirt for me. I right. want to go to the place. I want to pull the screens. Like I want to do that shit myself because it also helps you learn like how things are created too. Because if you back um, you back uh, reverse back? engineer, yeah, reverse yeah, engineer yeah, yeah. something. You figure out how it's built. You know, right. like it, that's a concept with anything. Like yeah. reverse engineer love, reverse engineer. You know how to cook something. Like yeah. I don't know. I re- I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, One of the biggest designers uh, in fashion right now, Rick Owens. Like his whole concept was like taking old like. Uh, you know, b- big name brands like literally taking their garments apart, measuring the fucking space in between, and then like okay, putting it back together, and then he started making his own shit. And like this motherfucker, like will sell a pair of, of pants for like you know like four or five thousand dollars, like you know, yeah, We're in the wrong no business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're making one off pieces. Is that is that that is that what you want to do? Is that yeah, because like honestly, with what Steve was talking about, like. I want to create like shirts or whatever, right? But I don't want to make a brand because there's so much like bad fast fashion out there and it's so much pollution and just junk. And oh, to like full circle that now I have a booth at the Fairfax Lee Market or at the uh, Melrose Trading Post at Fairfax High School. I was doing it for over a year before the pandemic hit, but I put my art up for sale and then I also have clothing and stuff but i was getting exposed to like thrifting and stuff a lot there and a lot of people there they do the same thing it's so fun they upside yeah you just there's all this random shit right but there's a whole community now of like artists and like designers and they're upcycling they're taking old and making it new again because there's so much stuff out there that gets wasted like how many t-shirts do we throw away or whatever you know like things that you've seen over the years or whatever like just a lot of waste and so i just don't want to be another designer that's like making another shirt that no one wants that they're going to throw away like sure i like creating art and people see it as like a piece of art and it's like a very interesting concept to think about like clothing being art because like most people you know don't care about clothes in that way but like or when in a you do see it it's like ridiculous runway style people are like i'm not who's gonna wear that like yeah. that yeah, I mean, style, you know that's even like my jackets that i make like these ones like i completely upcycle this from an old <coughs> you know denim jacket that nobody wanted and then i paint all over it and like add the collar and you know do all this crazy shit it's like this is a piece of artwork like it's like not just like a random jacket I right. get from like Hot Topic, so to say, you know. Like I had a jacket fashion. with a bunch of patches that I put on. Like I had my fucking greaser jacket. And I met this girl, and she offered me so much money for it, and I wanted this, but it was like. Fuck no. you! You know yeah. what I mean? But it was, it was, it was, it was like, she was like a hipster. Uh, chick yeah, she was like, she's like, yeah, I want cool. that. Like, I want that jacket. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. It was like, nah. She was like, tell me how much you want for it. And I was like, you can't, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can't you can't buy, buy it. it. But those know? are special though, because each one of those patches, you remember the show Dude, that you got it at, or like you remember, like all those are memories and like, like get out of here. You can't have this. That's shit. that's one thing that's cool with art and clothes and all that stuff. Like it evokes like a certain sense of memory that you get from certain things and like collecting and. 
I think me being obsessed with like art and cr- being creative my whole life started like collecting like toys and like being obsessed with like the back of t- of toy boxes and like you get the GI Joe but then you just obsess over the box the and, design like, the design it. and yeah. just everything <laughs> like I was just that was me as a kid and then it progressed now it's like I love sneakers I love you know clothes I love art like I think that's also what sets me apart from like a lot of artists is that I'm like eat sleep drink like i love art like i love it i'm obsessed like i remember we did a project for there did a, like a mural on the outside of the um the sound space at k-rocks oh, yeah. and they had a really famous like graffiti writers like come and do the wall and they knew how obsessed i was with art and so they let me like pretty much babysit them like all weekend and i got to hang out with the artists and it's just like i just love that shit dude yeah. like just sitting there watching people do art like even pe- watching people DJ or like any of that shit, like watching music, like it's just, I don't know, I just love creation and like people putting that shit out there and, you know, pe- supporting other people, creating. Like I hate when people always, they're like, oh, I, I can't draw. I'm like, I can't draw either, but you know, I just, just try. Like, yeah. give it a, give it a whirl, dude. Like, practice makes perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I. But what's perfect, right? Nothing's ever yeah. perfect. Nothing. So just fucking do it. Just draw it. Yeah. I think I, I can't draw. I think I, my drawings are, are pretty ugly. Like, that's what my thing. Like, because me, yeah, me and Steve though. would always say, oh, pretty ugly. Like, we had a thing. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of my art style. Like, it's not really pretty, but it's not really ugly. It's pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a beauty behind things that aren't perfect. Like, sure. It's even like you see some, like, hot chick and then she has, like, some, like, her nose is crooked or some shit. It's like kind of hot because it's like that one little thing that's like off it's like unique it's special like perfect imperfections yeah yeah right yeah i mean i think so i mean that's what art is right like you know like okay yeah you know it's it's rad to draw a perfect circle but like you know it's in those little discrepancies that make it very unique and make sure. it very like you know different you know and, and i think that that what I think that that's what art is about is like kind of being different you know, in its own way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to be different with art and being creative and just any of that shit because, you know, people see through you being a copycat and like being yeah. fake or whatever. Like, you just got to be yourself, bro. Yeah. It's not even about being different. Just yeah. be, be true to who you are yeah. and that'll come out. You know, your, 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 your uniqueness will come out. Yeah. Your authenticity. Yeah. There you go. Because, like, no one's original in the end. Like, all these yeah, ideas sure. exactly. of upsycling yeah, and tie-dye. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there's been plenty of people that have done the yeah. same shit. It's like what Steve's like. Yeah. I feel like I've seen your stuff. Like, every like some guy's copying you or whatever. It's yeah. just, I just think it's, you know, we all sample. Like, it's like music. No no music's original. Like, we all sample. Like, it's inspiration. It's inspiration, yeah. dude. I sample shit from everyone. Like, all these artists that I love, that Keith Haring, fucking Shepard Fairey, like, you know, like I copy from all of them, little bits and pieces. Like I've taken, not, I have take it or whatever the case you know may be. I mean? You know, like I know taking I've inspiration taken. from yeah. all of those things. You know, like fashion. Actually, from my bodyguard, my outfit. You ever see that seventies movie? My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's this. Is the, I saw that movie. He was rocking a t-shirt with the third one underneath it, and that became the toughest yeah. outfit. Yeah. That's the hardest outfit ever in the history of the world. Yeah, is just a t-shirt. With a white thermal underneath it? God <laughs> From damn. From then on, yeah, that's all you were wearing. That's all What's up, motherfuckers? Have you always you been like that, though? I What? That outfit? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't wear it for a long. I didn't wear a thermal underneath a t-shirt until I was, like, an adult person because yeah, yeah. it was, like, 
the fuck you're good? Like, yeah. I was like claiming you were in a gang or something. You know, I mean, you yeah, can't be yeah. claim this tough guy outfit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah back that shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so I was gonna come swinging for me. Yeah, I I was just thinking about that too, like like seeing something and then manifesting it later as, as your style or like what you end up progressing towards. Because like even for me, like I didn't have tattoos for years, right? But I always wanted them. I always thought they looked cool as fuck. And then finally, as an adult, now I'm like getting tattoos i'm doing all these things that i always wanted to do when i was a kid like buying these sneakers bro like you got like fucking 14 tattoos in less than a year or yeah. something right yeah right i have yeah over 10 now yeah. i got within less than a year because of my obsessive compulsive personality i was scared at first so yeah it sucks you have you have all your body tattoos i mean i'm getting there i don't have everything done yet yeah and I you worked at a tattoo place before uh yeah i was a body piercer for a long time oh really yeah but I was never a tattooer. But I have like this rib cage left, this rib cage, this armpit, my my butt, and then like filling up the uh, filling up other stuff. But like it's get I'm getting there. Why did you start getting tattoos in the beginning? And what age did you I'm start? Stupid. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I got my first one. I think I was 18 or 19. I got a big stupid cross on my back, and then um, I started hanging out at the tattoo shop when I was 22. But I didn't, I was not getting tattoos. Like, I thought I was being an actor, and I was like, you can't be fucking, oh, really? you can't have no tattoos, you know? And then it just slowly, over like the, and then after like two or three, I was probably 99 is when I was like, fuck it, like, I'll start getting some tattoos. And then, yeah, and then by, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1999 is probably when <clears throat> I decided for real, for real, like, this is. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's probably it's probably something that I've really like gravitated towards within the last like year. But it was something that I just didn't knew nothing about, like a world I knew nothing. Yeah, about. I, and I got super like I got super obsessed, and not with just tattoos, like with the culture of tattooing, yeah. and the dudes, and fucking the shops, and different eras of tattooing, and like how like I got. Yeah. So you actually cared about the art and I the give stuff a that you're fuck putting. about it. Like, there's not yeah. much that I give a shit about. I care about tattoos. Like, I care about like like <laughs> wrestling and tattooing are probably the only things that I like. <laughs> I, Especially I, tattooed wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was uh, yeah. That was there's two dudes that just it was a huge deal that for me in this new wrestling AEW. There's two guys. Malachi Black and Brody King, who actually have nice tattoos, because for the most part, what do you consider a nice tattoo? Good tattoo. I mean, that can be, that can mean a lot of things, but like that, yeah. a lot. Ah, the the difference between good and great is, but the difference between good and trash is vast. You know, in like, a sense of like line work, shading, no, like traditional, no, traditional, like genre. Where you don't you have like you know like stuff that kind of goes with it. It's not like kind random of, shit. It's yeah, not, it's not like an and not your last name, and and not then, your last name yeah, across yeah, yeah, your yeah, back. You what's up, man? Watch out with that last name stuff. It's like it's cohesive, right? So it yeah, kind of goes I mean, with like you know this this this. That's like it's like anything else. Like you just kind of know when you look at it, you cool. know. But just people, people are covered in fucking. Nah, yeah, there's people that are covered in shit, Gar- garbage, yeah, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and it sucks that 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 became <sighs> that became mistaken as 
good tattoos because you, especially like athletes and celebrities, oh. covered in garbage, oh. yeah. and yeah, then they're yeah, on yeah, TV so and people stuff. think that that like oh that's, that's, that's it yeah, like that's, that's the thing tattoo. that I should get and it's like no that's mm. the opposite of what you should be yeah. getting. Same thing with UFC fighters like these folks cover mostly the people that are the most exposed in media that have ta- are have generally have the worst tattoos like the out like those dudes the fucking the island boys every time there's a UFC yeah. fight and I see somebody the worst tattoo I always bet against the worst I always yeah. okay this is <laughs> First, if there's a dude with tattoos versus a guy with no tattoos, I'm always I, I'm yeah. rooting for the dude with no tattoos so much. Like, please, yeah. dude with no tattoos, kick this guy's ass. Exactly. Unless, because there's a dude, uh, Vittori, what's his, I, Mar, not Mario, whatever his last name is. That dude has some fucking badass tattoos. Mm-hmm. And or him, I if like he has like a fucking man bun and a big ass beard. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I root against. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I openly, as soon as I see them. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes I'm like the other guy, like yeah. whoever the other guy is. I'm rooting for him. Okay, right. so, so do you root for the guy with no tattoos? Because if the guy with the no tattoos kicks the dude that tattoos ass, it makes him seem more of like a fucking yeah. Guy hopefully, because, like they'll get less people. Well, no, it's not because it has like the guy has like a gun tattoo in his back. Oh, those dudes, uh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want that guy like living a good life. You know, and they have like shitty tattoos. Yeah, I don't want people with shitty tattoos living good lives. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, Even but, like Conor McGregor, like the big old, like uh, all the shit that he has, like really. Yeah, but bro? don't you think it's also a sense of like these people have shitty tattoos because they're just covering their bodies or tattoos because they just want to be they covered. Just be they covered. Be covered. Yeah. Not, There's a whole lot of people that don't, they just they want don't care. Coverage. People yeah. like us see, are looking at is, the art and care about the art yeah. and care about the skill and the time it takes to do the yeah. all these things. And but the they other have people the are just money like, to care. Exactly right. It so doesn't cost that much more to get good tattoos. I mean, it costs more, but well, it doesn't I mean, okay, cost it, it that would, it would make sense more. if you saw some dude at some fucking like at, you know at the fucking swap meet somewhere, right? And that had fucked up tattoos yeah. because you know like like you know they, they probably got the tattoo at the swap meet, sure, right? <laughs> you know that's that's all they can yeah. afford. So hey, you know no no hate on them, but in in the, in the conversation of of, of um, like you know athletes. They shouldn't have shitty tattoos because they, they, they got fucking money. So sure, they, but that, those, so those, they should get a lot those, of them like, start getting tattooed young. You know, that, that's I mean, that's true. a lot that, that, that's of That's a good problem. point. That, that's a good point. But it doesn't like you, it can be shitty. One of the my favorite tattoo of all time is a, it was done in a garage, and it's my friend Uzi, and he has across his throat in shitty scripts. <laughs> it's horrible. It's done in a garage. He's a Medace, He's a Native American. He's been Daisy India. It says wagon burner across his throat. Oh, and that's the hardest tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. ever yeah. in the history. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That fool said yeah. wagon burner. Like, get the fuck out of here. And that's the hardest tattoo and the coolest tattoo ever. And it was done in a garage and it's fucking terrible, you know, but it's fucking cool as fuck. Like, yeah. You know, I started a clothing line for a bit off of your tattoos. Armani Pedigloso. <laughs> Wait, you, that was your tattoo? I mean, I stole it. Uh, yeah, I got it well, off the Ramones. I got it off the Ramones. Always have, be wearing them. Yeah, I got it off the Ramones poster. There's uh, Ramones poster. Yeah. When, yeah. when did you drop that? <sighs> that was right when we started working yeah. at Carol. Yeah, I remember Because they had yeah. all the shirts. I, I remember, remember that, that, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, I had it from him. I have, the con- the, I have it tattooed on me, and the verbs are conjugated wrong. Because I have it like it says on the fucking <laughs> yeah, poster, yeah. where it's all of them. Instead, you were, of, you we were know, just talking about that like, shit, God how it doesn't it. translate properly. It doesn't translate so, at yeah. all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough though, and it's like it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, what the hell? Like, yeah. cool man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, also Chinese writing and shit. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It, just, it just also translates differently per like, dialect, right? So sure. someone that's yeah. you know, it, you know, doesn't read the same. Hey, we knew what you meant though. We knew what you meant. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so actually, speaking of tattoos, uh, shout out to Ruth Bautista. Uh, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're coming back on the, on the on the fifth. April fifth, dude. Yeah. All right, yeah. Hell yeah. On, on, on his birthday. Hell yeah! Yeah, my birthday okay. at that time. So it's all you, you need to do like what? kind of side back here or something, bro. <laughs> you make it happen. Yeah. For By sure. the way, so she's a, she's gonna be doing a tattoo here live in the studio. Who's getting tatted? Oh, I'm gonna get some ink. I mean, if, if you guys don't want to get tattooed, I'll, I'll do it. I don't have any So it's your birthday It's your birthday Get a small one so nah, You don't have any tattoos at all Get one of these guys Really? It's just not my thing nah, you know yeah, I, mean? for you, for you. I just like It's pretty it's wild That point, you snuck through With none though like, Yeah pretty, why not Like it's pretty crazy It's crazy Bro you just got tattoos <laughs> <laughs> Well no dude Because I have guys like this Yeah because like, he's hanging out All the time And all the guys would be like Hey man sit here You sit on my thing I'll fucking take care of you Blah 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 I've had free ones offered it just, yeah. I, I don't know. And dude. at the time when you were young enough, where, where, yeah. where it wasn't, oh, by this time, no, you were young. No, yeah. Like, that was the time to do yeah. it. And you were like, ah, no. And you got okay. fucking guys like Cody, yeah, guys yeah. like fucking Nick. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, hey, dude, I'll All take right, care of you. All right, let's do it. <laughs> because I didn't have any. They wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I wanted yeah. to be the person like, to fuck your skin up full. <laughs> and then to me, it was just like, ah, I'm all right. I don't know. That's now so it's funny. just like. Why? Why am I gonna do it now? Just to fucking put them on, you know? Yeah, nah, that's true. I'm good. I'm good. Maybe you're the smart one, or the dumb. No, it's one hundred percent. I mean, it's a good point. Um, I mean, my no. favorite, it, is, it is expensive. My favorite tattoo. It the, it's all yeah. That's the other thing. My favorite tattoo in the world, Scott Sylvia. The first time I ever Who is it? S- Scott Sylvia. The first time I ever saw him in person tattooing was he was doing somebody's first tattoo. They were getting a tree on their upper arm. So I'm watching him do this fucking tree. I'm fucking Jock and Scott. And afterwards, he goes, congratulations, you joined a club for stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's expensive and it hurts. You know, and I was yeah. like, what? Like, look at <laughs> What the fuck? And I asked him, I go, do you really believe that? Do you really believe this is a club for stupid people? And he goes, yeah. yeah. Like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? You know? yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh. Fucking... All right, I mean, I don't know. It's like masochism in its most expensive way. Yeah. And it's, it's... What's masochism? Yeah, yeah. When you like, when you like a lot of pain, so you just and like, I hate it. that part of right? it. I hate. Yeah. Wait, so you don't, you don't I mean, like it? I, I don't know. I don't getting tattooed. I hate getting. Look, tattooed. Okay, so he yeah. he's, he's new, so I think that it's just kind of. No, like, I hated yeah, it the just, first from one I mean, from one yeah. second in. I hated I've it. gotten the mo- I've gotten pain. I got my spider webs on my elbow mm-hmm. like a month right, ago. So, I loved every moment. Yeah. Of it. So when was the first time you got tattooed, and then when was the last time you got tattooed? The first time I got tattooed, I got the cross on my back, and I was like, I don't know, like nineteen or whatever, in a garage. And then the last time I got my stomach tattooed was the last time I got tattooed, I think. Yeah. I yeah. got, I got uh, uh ayahuasca tattoo on my stomach. Right. Fucking a three-headed fuck. That's fucking what you saw in an ayahuasca trip? No, I went I went to, I went to Peru and I did ayahuasca yeah, and then I, I got tattooed by a dude who's like this uh Robert Ryan who's like this this is a this is a true psychonaut. Like this this he's got a fucking uh, a, uh, what does he call him? He's got a, a spiritual advisor. He's got like all like this dude is fucking balls deep in it. And we yeah. talked about like our experiences for you know a couple minutes. And he was like, "I got you," and fucking drew this thing up and fucking showed Sick. it to me. And I was like, "That's it. Like, <laughs> I've seen it. Throw that bitch on my stomach." Let's it's funny it. because the Terry on your knuckles. Yeah. Your mom was on Instagram, and she's like, that's me. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on our West Coast Pop Log podcast page on Instagram. And you can see my <laughs> knuckles tattooed. Yeah. She's like, that's me. That's me on his knuckles. I was yeah. like, yeah, mom, I know. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> Shout out to you, Terry. 
Well, it's the number one live That's podcast us. every Tuesday night. We had Maddie Boy here. It was so much fun talking, bro. You know, just, yeah, you know, bringing up old shit. Scratching dope the surface. Shit. But just definitely scratching, scratching the surface. The surface. Yeah, I feel like need to do another That's why I looked. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, scratch the surface, man. This is. We always want, we always want to leave them wanting some more, but definitely we will put together the episode where it's going to be like, you know, random guys. I mean, I want to have like, you know how they have like, um, like big brother, like celebrity edition, you know, big brother. Yeah. I want to have like yeah. K rock yeah. rivals. Yeah. Like you got to have like people that you guys know don't like hey, each other. Kind of to come so in to hash let's, out let's some old live. shit. Let's do it live at I mean? a fucking. Well, the thing is that if we did that, it would just be a lot of screaming and yelling. I'm ready. I, I don't know. I'm not invested <laughs> in any of this. Could and especially imagine? if they're still mad about things that happened over a decade ago, like yeah. that they had, they still want to get off their flames. chest. You could do old flames. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, this is. Carl could have like 80 episodes. <laughs> I just want to have people on here that can they have stories from different eras. You know, what I'm I want them to fight. Yeah, I want them yeah, to fight. Yeah, yeah. I want, yeah. I'm not interested in happy stories. Like we've done way more than enough of those. It's time to start bringing. Time to start bringing the people that are on the other side of these stories yeah. and people like you know, you know, but there was that Fuck one guy. Hole. Bring him. I want yeah. to talk to that guy. Yeah. There's, plenty, there's plenty of those. Man. <laughs> I think one's name is. Carl Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can bring him on too. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring him back on. Whatever. I'm sure. You, uh, no, he said you said Carl. You I got, meant James. Yeah, I know what yeah, you meant, okay. but you James. said Carl. Yeah. See, you you even overtake him in like any thought. <laughs> yeah. Any Dwayne so is, is like that's what he gets for having his cooler him, brother get hired. Uh, hey, I told him I go, dog. You sure you want your brother to get hired? Because you're up, man. No, but they're all aware of it. There's three, there's four of them, so like yeah. they all know that Carl's the coolest. Like they yeah. know what Where they're getting themselves fall, into. Where do you fall in age in those four? Uh, the I'm the second oldest. So there's like, yeah, there's four of us. Middle-ish. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, he's the oldest brother. Yeah, he's, he's the leader. He's the leader. He's and the I leader. told him that day, I told you, James. You fucked up, man. He is who you thought hey, he you was. Know, honestly, like, props, yeah, props to him. Because, you know, if not, then he would have been a hater and then just not brought me on board. And fucking. Absolutely. Y'all would have been like, hey, you know, no. We never met. Just, no, we would have met him. He still would have come around. So it would have been some way. Yeah, that's true. It would have been some way. Yeah. But you would have just never got the flip hey. of, of, what did he flip? Mini, oh, you would have never got the flip of Mini Cooper. You would have yeah, never, got, yeah, yeah, you'd never got the run naked through Coachella. You yeah, know yeah, yeah true. You would so, never so, met Maddie Boy. <laughs> hot and sweaty. We never yeah, yeah, that's right. We would never, we, we would never performed hot and sweaty, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hot. He's sweaty, but we're both sweaty Hell though. Yeah. We're both have... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hot too, man. So you know, fuck you. <laughs> you know what? Before we go, I want to ask. I, I was coming across this. Did you design that? Yeah. that K Rock logo. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, no shit. I designed. To, well, no, 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 no. I re, I like Revamped did the remix, it. yeah. Because we did like every year we had like a thing right. with and Hot you, Topic, and we had to like revamp it, and it would always be like kind of like a rebrand. But I didn't design that logo oh, okay. specifically. Though there was another version that I did do. I changed the type a little bit, but it, Chuck, did Chuck old, make that one? No, it was before Chuck. That one was before the, Chuck. Too? The guy that did it was. Um, I can't remember what he did. He was like oh. another. He was like a famous designer. He did something else. I want to say it was right before Chuck started doing it. Vidal Sassoon. I can't remember. <laughs> he, he did something else. I can't remember though. Uh, Mike Giant did one. Hell Mike yeah. Giant did do one of the stickers. That yeah. was dope. We, that was dope so that was Chuck got that through like Rebel Eight. I think at the time. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I do remember when this changed so slightly with the text a little bit. Yeah, I changed the text a little bit. I did because we we didn't want to change it completely, but like just alter it enough to be like fresh and new. Because it was like yeah, they always want to pop the colors and change it up a little. bit. I mean, I have something that like American flags behind it, Mexico flags, all sorts of colors, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, it just like it was like oh, it's Cinco de Mayo next week. Ah, let's run some stickers. Yeah, USA's playing in the you know in the in the World Cup. Let's run them stickers. It's kind of sad. Like, you did the, the Super Steve's My Homeboy shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. Go back up, Mario. To, go back did you know up? that to, your to Super right? Steve uh, flip with the Obey the Giant is in his to book the right? in the back? Yeah, Chuck right did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that Chuck did the flip of is in the back of the actual yeah, Shepherd Fairy's yeah, yeah. like, book. And the crazy part, you you notice it because it it's has red. the red. It's the only one that has the pop of red. And that's why I remember I opened it. I was like, oh, my God, what That logo is an homage to... Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh. Yeah. Same text, same glasses, but with me. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the OG Super OG. Steve. The OG Super Steve logo. Yeah. With the, are you ever going to bring back the cape and all that? <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe for my birthday, my yeah, birthday coming out show. Of, coming out of the, the phone booth, remember? Uh, yeah. What was, yeah. Ad, what was that ad for? That was the, for Wahoos. Wahoos, yeah. yeah Wahoos. Wasn't it the... Free tacos. Free tacos. Everyone yeah. was up on them shits. Oh, free taco all day at Wahoo's. Because you yeah. could go and get the free taco and then just get the beans and rice on the side. And it was two thirty, and you had a whole meal. <laughs> that was the kid. No, because we used to get free like deal. shit. The K- that was the yeah. K-Rock deal. So we would go with the free Super Steve <laughs> coupon for the tacos or whatever. And they were like, "Are you guys handing these out or yeah. using them yourself?" Yeah. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. A little like, bit of both. I'm like, yeah. Doug, I don't get paid. Like, come on, two <laughs> thirty. I need my full meal with the taco. Come on. This is not come out of your paycheck just cough up yeah, them yeah, rice and yeah. beans yeah. and yeah. shut <laughs> up <laughs> yeah i, I have yeah. a question steve yeah how, how do you feel about like what's going on with k-rock and how it just kind of like went to shit now like how do you feel a certain way like nah bro I've you always, know what? i've always I... wondered like some of the people that because like i have a sense even though i work for the competitor now and like it's weird for me but and like everyone now is coming to my work now that worked at k-rock like striker and booker all these people but i have always have a sense of like K Rock was so special, and especially back then. And now to see it like kind of just lose its soul, it's very well. No, sad. Here, here's here's the deal. It though. breaks my heart. It was special back then, and that back then is still special. Yeah. So that's never going to change. What it has become now, it's in someone else's hands and not mine. Because if I was there and the West Coast took over, <laughs> we'd be the fucking shit again. Yeah. yeah. So again, like, yeah. I mean, is it going to shit? Yeah, I guess. But it's not in my hands. When it was in my hands and I was there, you were there, Chuck was there, Adrian was there, Aisa was there. Uh, I can keep naming names, bro. Okay, yeah. those are just the people that I worked with. We fucking held it, and we all, you know, as with, with the leaders and, and everybody, they we all steered the ship to where it needed to go. Lightning, you know, I can keep thinking of names, you know. Uh, we steered the ship where it needed to go, with their, you know, as a team. Yeah. And so now it's not in our hands, so I, I'm not responsible for what it's become. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like dating a chick. When she was with me, she was a baddie. <laughs> now she's with you, pff, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That, that is, that's actually a good way to look at because it. Because I'm not, I, you know, I can't think She's still about your that. old chick. You yeah. still yeah. have love. Cool. Still, I still got love yeah, for yeah, K-Rock. Yeah. She's still my old chick, but like, yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I still got that's love good, for it because it gave me opportunities. Right and that's where I'm at now. I'm right here. I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. I do Michelin Romo because I met people. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, it gave me a lot. And I gave it a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, we gave each other. I'm gone. And 
the person that you chose or the people that are there now aren't doing the right job, and that's yeah. not that's not up to us. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying because now, I mean, I, I, I'm brokenhearted after everyone's gone. The vibe <laughs> is different. The, yeah. the afternoon shows now the morning show. It's just it's not the same. It is yeah. different, but. It's kind of cool to see that, you know, Bean's doing a podcast. I see Kevin over on KLOS. Or, yeah, KLOS uh, with uh, uh, Slug. Uh, I saw, Slug you know, Slug. obviously uh, uh, Striker on, you know, on Alt. So it's kind of cool. I mean, even before that, even with Jed the Fish, you know, all these other. I just saw, fuck, who was it? Uh, hey. Someone on Sirius XM. <laughs> so, someone on XM doing uh, the grunge stuff. Uh, the chick. Uh, Cat, Cat Corbett. Cat Corbett. No, it's not Cat Corbett. Uh, someone else before her, but not well, whatever. Nicole? She, no, she's at Carol. Oh, she's on. No. Well, she's on fucking serious. I think on lithium doing like grunge yeah. or whatever. But Rodney, Julio's <laughs> hey. still, still working with Rodney. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of you know everyone's on their own path again, and yeah, you know it's just. But that's what happens, man. That yeah. Shit happens. Nothing yeah. lasts some forever. Yeah, some lasts of the best, forever. some of the best romances were ruined by trying to make them last forever. You yeah, know what yeah I mean? that's true. Yeah. So, it I'm is, like, I don't want the party to end. Yeah. I'm like, and it doesn't. Uh, you just have to make your own party now. Yeah. You have to be the party. And you that's have true, to create yeah. the party. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's and that why party's called the Michelada Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that party's called the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Every you, Tuesday night, that's the us. number one live podcast. On Earth. Give us a night. follow on YouTube, on Twitch, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook Live. Also, check us out at the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast.com. And you can catch it also on uh, iTunes and also. And also the local music experience every Wednesday, 8 a.m., 4 p.m. They do it twice a day. Twice as nice on Wednesdays. Download that app. Check it out. And we, we want. Have, we get Ray back in here. Yeah, it's been man. a while since it's been on. We should. We should. Yeah. But yeah, Make that happen. what's yeah. up? I want to say thank you, yep. Maddie Boy, for coming out. Shit, like you said, we just scratched the surface, bro. Yeah. There's so much more to talk about, but we'll have you back in definitely. I'm glad you came out. I'm glad Carl joined you as well. Yeah, thank you, Carl, um, for coming yeah, out. Yeah. Supporting <laughs> Any, anytime, bro. <laughs> the West Coast, we have to have him design something for us, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? A little logo or something cool. Yeah, let me tie-dye one of those shirts. Uh, yeah, that, but I just want you to make something <laughs> for that new logo or oh, something. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, we'll give you catchy words like... West Coast. Oh, yeah, and pop. Pop. And Authentic. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we're out. You. You. The, the number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop up.